0: Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this online service. And uh, we have been talking about the Word of God sent forth, will accomplish His purpose. And we learned that through the apostles and prophets and through His servants, the Word of God is planted into our life. And it's important that we know how to receive the word of God. We we know how to receive the messenger that God has sent to bring that word to us. And so when we allow the word of God to work in us through understanding, through obedience, then that word will grow in us. It will eventually bring forth a harvest of fruits. And God is looking for this type of people who are fruitful, you know, who understand, who seek after Him. And also, we learn that whatever God has determined, what He has spoken, He will work it out. Even though uh, there may be some detour here and there because of rebellion, because of disobedience of uh, some people. God will work out His plan and purpose. And that's why when we live our life, we understand that purpose and then we begin to go backward and begin to plan how we can fulfill that Word of God. Because we know it will happen. And we want to be part of it. We want to be the blessed people who bring it about because God has spoken us, So it's important that we have that purpose, the word of God, in mind. And we determine how to live uh, towards that goal and purpose. And uh, the enemy knows the power of the word of God because it is spirit. It is life. And uh, the kind of transformation, the difference that it will make In the person who embraced the word, who received the word, so that's why the enemy will attack, will attack us when we have that word. Look at uh, John seventeen, verse fourteen. John seventeen, verse fourteen. I have given them the disciples your word, and the word has hated them, for they are not of the word any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. So Jesus has given us the word, and that has resulted in life being birthed forth among the disciples. you know, and, and, and a new value has come in through the word of God. And the enemy doesn't like that. The word doesn't like that because we are different. The way we, we speak, the way uh, we live, challenge them, convicts them. So they don't like that. And so Jesus said, you know, because you do not belong to this world, the world hated you, just like they have hated me. And uh, But yet, in the midst of such a hostile world, God did not take us out. Jesus still keep us in this world. Because the world, will help us to stand. The word will give us victory. The word will protect us when the enemy is supposed to attack us through His word. Okay, so that's what we need to understand. The power that is in the word of God that causes us to distinguish ourselves from the word. And and that's why the enemy will... Uh, uh, Attack us because the enemy hated us. So Jesus said, I've given, I've given you, given the disciples the word. Let's go on to John 15, verse 18. John 15, verse 18 to 21. If the word hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the word, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obey my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of mining. For they do not know the one who sent me. And uh, it says here, "You do not belong to the word." What causes us to be different? Is the word, is the word that Jesus has given to us. So you can be sure that when we really live out the Word of God, that's why the Word of God says, those who want to live a righteous life, they will suffer persecution. You know, if if we live and everyone is is, uh, happy with us, with what we say, with what we do, then something is wrong because we are no different from them. Right? When we are like the world, the world do not mind. But when we are different in our teaching, in our values, the way we live our life, that's when the world doesn't like it. Because the way we teach and live convicts them of the way that they are doing. And so the world doesn't like it. The world hated it, okay, so uh, that's what we need to understand, This this is normal, this is to be expected when we live and hold on to the word of God but the surprising thing is that when we hold on to the word of God, it's not only just a word that will come against us, do you know the worldly Christians, those who are in church, but who wants to walk in the ways of this world, they are the one who will persecute those who hold on to the word of God as well. Look at this verse in John 16, verse 1. John 16, verse 1. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away They will put you out of synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. So these are people who are in a synagogue, who are supposed to be worshippers of Jehovah God. And yet they are the one who persecute. They are the one who kill the disciples. Why? Because they have the word of God. Because they are preaching the word of God. So in, in my ministry, very often my greatest enemy is not the people outside. Because we are not in that close uh, contact very often with them. But my greatest enemy often is the people in a church. Because when we preach the word of God as God would have it, just like Jesus was preaching the word of God, it's the religious people, is the, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees who, who hated him, who want to kill him. So when we preach the word of God and that word was actually supposed to divide the flesh from the spirit. It's supposed to sanctify the people of God when they receive the word of God, so that they are not like the world. But worldly Christians, because they do not want to change, because they want to be their Lord, even though they, they believe Jesus, they come to church. So these are the ones who will take offense. These are the ones who will rise up and begin to speak against you, the messenger of God. Because you have the word. So we isn't that shocking? You know, isn't that surprising? We thought it's only the word that is against us. But no, those who are worldly. So Jesus said they. They, when they do that, they think that they're offering a service to God. You know, people when they don't like what you preach or what you say, they will want to justify themselves. You know, and then they will attack you. Maybe they think this is your weakness, and they you're not uh, certain way. uh, That's you're not uh, perfect in that way, or they don't like. Certain thing, then they will attack. They will divert their attention from the word to the messenger, so that now they are condemning, they're speaking against the messenger to justify their rebellion, to justify they, you know, the way they, they they behave. They refuse to acknowledge their sin. They refuse to be separated to sanctify themselves. They want to continue in their way. So these are the people who very often are the greatest critics of pastors, uh, leaders, teachers, because they want their way. And so, so, remember, we can be spiritual. They think that they're offering a service to God. When so of Tarsus, when he persecuted the Christians, he thought he was doing God a favor. And yet the word of God was pricking in his heart. He's striving against it for a long time. Refused to bow, refused to refused to submit. You see, these are the people who know the word of God, but, but they come against the word of God. And they are the ones who persecute the servants of God. And we know Saul was responsible for the stoning of Stephen. And they think that they're offering God a service. So this will give us a warning for us who are in the church. What is in your heart? Do you have the word of God? Or maybe you think you have the word of God. You're coming against the messengers of God. You're speaking against them. Do you truly Have the word of God. Are you sanctified? Yeah, we may think that we're serving God, we're doing, you know, ministry. Yes. But are you walking in obedience and submission to the leaders? Or are you just doing your own thing? So we got to watch out because that's a power struggle. Right? The world wants us to conform to their ways. But when we are walking in God's way, that's when the conflicts, that's when the hatred comes, and that's when the persecution comes. So you can see the world want to exert pressure on us so that we become like them, we conform to their pattern. Romans 12 verse 2, Romans 12, verse 2. He said, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Approving His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. That means we were walking according to the pattern of this world. And no doubt we are because we live in this world. We've been trained in it and some of us for many, many years. So all we know is the pattern of this world. And somehow it seems to work. Somehow it looks good. But when the word of God comes, when The wisdom of God comes. We we, we are able to tell the difference when we have the word of God in us. Right? If we are carnal, we are worldly Christians, we cannot tell the difference. We cannot distinguish what is a good, pleasing, perfect will of God. Because all we know is is on a superficial level, just like the word. But... uh, the Word of God wants to set us free, wants to transform us so that we no longer walk according to the pattern of this world. And uh, the only way that we can break free is when we truly understand the Word of God. Remember, there are people in church who seem to know a bit of the Word of God, who thinks they know, but they are the ones who persecute the messenger of God, right? And think that they are doing God a service. So can you see the kind of presumption, the kind of pride, uh, the kind of uh, deception that we have to think that we are walking in God's ways? That's what we need to watch out for. And that's why we need to understand better. You know, very often... The immature Christians, they think that they're so right. And so they begin to rebel, they begin to speak against the the pastor or the leaders. That's the level of understanding they have. And they think they're so good. But when a more mature person comes and we're able to see things, we're able to see the bigger picture. We're able to see, consider all the uh, different aspects of things. You see, we interpret things differently. We understand different things differently. So we're able to discern what is the pleasing, good, and perfect will of God. Whereas well, a kind of immature Christian, they think they have the word of God. They're not able to distinguish. On the surface... It seems that they are right. You know, with good intention, maybe. But most of the time, it's a mixture of zeal, but no wisdom, no understanding, no life. So that's when when the difficulties comes in. Because we have the pattern of the world. We want to do it this way but yet when you look at a big picture, you come to a different conclusion. That's why during the Day of Judgment, there will be many people who come to Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, we, we cast out demons in your name. You know. We prophesy in your name. And Jesus said, I didn't, I didn't know you. Isn't that shocking? Isn't that shocking? Right? So, so we do not want to be conformed to the pattern. Of the world because of our presumption. But we really want to know the truth. We want to know things that in its, its, its clarity, right? Not, not just superficial things. Colossians, Colossians 2, verse 8. He says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. You know, there are things that sounds good, that seems reasonable and right, but they're patterned after this world. Okay, so uh, the philosophy of this world. So we got to go deeper. we got to understand the truth. The truth is a truth that will set you free. Not what you presumed to be. You've got to to ask yourself when you are in conflicts or disagreement with those who know the Word of God, those who study the Word of God, and you, when you're in disagreement, you have to ask yourself, how much truth do you have? How much do you know? You know, I have people who hardly read the Bible, who hardly understand the Bible, who come and talk to me in such foul spirit, arrogance, you know, and, and it's just terrible, just terrible. Okay, so we do not want to pattern ourselves after the wisdom of this world. So the word of God that's planted into us is able to break, break that deception, break that pattern that has already uh, been established in our life. And the way that we can do what the Word of God says, it comes out of our relationship with the Father. John 5, verse 19. God saw John 5, verse 19. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by Himself. He can do only what He sees His Father doing because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. You know, there's such a relationship between the Father and the Son, right? And Jesus. And that's why He's able to do what, what the Father wants Him to do. He's able to hear clearly. And, and, and many of us just move in presumption. We just think we are right. You know, we don't even hear God. Right? So, so we, we create problems and we think we are we are serving God. We are doing God a favor. So how, how can we, uh, our mind, be, be, be changed and be different and we can discern the ways of God? Colossians 3 verse 10. Colossians 3 verse 10. We have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. We have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So it's important to to know our new identity in Jesus. So when we are truly identified with Jesus when there is no needs or drive inside to, to need to prove who we are, our worth, when we're able to totally surrender and, to Jesus, that's when we have a pure motive, that's when we have a pure heart, that's when we, when we receive the word of God, we're able to discern the truth the good and perfect will of God. of God. But when our heart, our motive are dis, distorted, our image, self-image is running at a deficit. We want to prove we can. We want to prove that we, we, we are good and so on. We want to prove ourselves. That's when deception comes in. That's when we think we know better. And we rebel because we want to prove we can. Instead of building, laying that foundation, building that foundation, so that we eventually will be able to do all these things in the right time, in the right manner, then our life will will, will really be built on the solid ground and and transformed by the Word of God, renewed by the Word of God. Right? So so we need to put on the new self. We need to know who we are, not trying to prove who we are, okay? So the word in us is what distinguishes us from the word because we have the word. We know who we are. We're put on the new step. And uh, John 17, verse 17, John 17, verse 17, Jesus said, sanctify Jesus prayed to the Father, sanctify them, sanctify the disciples by the truth. Your word is truth. As you send me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. So Jesus won the disciples to be in the world. They are sent into the world. Even though Jesus knew the hostility, the world hating them, you know, the enemy was there to want to destroy them. Jesus knew the environment, and yet Jesus sent them into the world. Why? He is confident. Because he knows the word of God will sanctify them, will cause them to be able to stay apart, separate them despite of the fact that they are living in the midst of an ungodly environment. It's the word that is in them, that he has given them, that he has plundered into them. That's going to cause them to stand firm and cause them to be sanctified. So this is the protection that we have against the influence of the world, against the philosophy, the attack of the world. The word, the truth. And it's so important that we truly know the word. We truly understand. We truly know the truth. Right? So, I mentioned, it starts from the heart. When our heart is pure, when we know who we are, when our motive is right, then we can know the truth. But when our heart, our motive is is not, it's not right then we fall into deception. We think we know. We think we know better. Okay, because there is that impurity in our hearts. So the enemies will always want to come at a time when you are just about to break through and enter into your destiny. That's when he will come and and tempt you. That's when he will come and wanting to take away that word from you. You know, Jesus, after he was baptized, the father said, hey, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's when he's about to enter into his mission, his calling in this world. That's when the enemies come and challenge that word, wanting to confuse, distort that word to take that word out because that word is so powerful whichever word that God has given to us is so powerful it's going to bring life it's going to bring transformation but the enemies want to take that want to steal that and Jesus knew the thing that can cause him to stand is the word is the word of God so the enemies come and tempt him and say "Hey, prove yourself Turn this stone into bread. Prove that you are the Son of God. You see, when you try to prove, that's when you fall into the snare of the devil. But Jesus doesn't need to. He holds on to the Word of God. He knows that the Father is well pleased. He is the Son of God. And so He said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so, that word that comes from God protects him. Give him the weapon to come against the attack of the enemies. But when we give in to our needs, when we have an impure heart of wanting to prove who we are rather than put on the new self, put on Jesus our new identity. We will always entertain the the, the voice of the enemy. We will will do things according to the pattern of this world rather than according to the Rima, Word of God. So, the victory comes as we walk in the Word of God. That's what makes us different as we obey the Word of God. And Jesus acknowledged that he totally depends on the Word of God. That's, that, that, that makes him to be who he is. The Word became flesh. That will make us who we are when we totally embrace the Word of God so that that Word becomes flesh in our life. Then we'll be able to live according to what God wants in the midst of a hostile environment, in the midst of the world that hates us, in the midst of the world that has its pattern, its ways of doing things, the word of God will sanctify us. The truth will sanctify us, will set us free. So this evening, I hope, there will be that hunger, there will be a hunger and thirst after the word of God, after the truth. And it's the, the, the degree that we understand the word of God that will cause us to be able to distinguish what is pleasing, good, and perfect will of God. Not presumption, not what we think we know, But when we are able to humble ourselves, to have a pure heart, to know who we are, then we are able to to rightly receive the Word of God into our life. And that Word will divide, will help us divide the earthly from the spiritual. That Word will sanctify us so that we know how we're not to go this way. We have to change. We're no longer conforming to the pattern of this world. We need to be transformed. We need to be changed by the truth of God. Right? So, you think, <laughs> of, you think about it in your life. What are the patterns of this world that has, that has bind you? Yeah? The ways of this world. So that you're not able to live what God wants us how God wants us to, to, to live. And then begins a lot of work God to, to challenge that, that belief. You know some of us we we are so fearful, you know, of losing up. We think that if we serve God, if we follow God, then we are losing up. You see, there's that pattern that is there already. So we've got to allow the word of God to come in to know that the best thing we do is to serve the Lord, is to find favor with Him so things will happen because God is there to, to bless us. Okay, so I trust that this, this word this evening will cause a hunger and thirst for you to really seek after the truth of God. We already learned so much the importance of the word of God and I trust that that's our desire to allow the word of God just just fill us, just transform us, just shape us so that we conform to the image of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power that is in the truth in breaking down those strongholds in our mind, in our understanding that is working against you and your teaching. So this evening, I pray for those who are struggling, those who think that they are doing the right thing, and yet they know there is strife in their heart. They know that they are in conflicts against those who speak the word of God. I pray that the spirit of humility will come. I pray that the eyes of understanding will come. Lord, that the eyes will be That, Lord, that there will be that submission to your will because your word has come in to divide. Your word has come in to sanctify them. I pray that that word will work in them so that they will not resist against, against you. but I pray for all of us that we will really hunger and desire more to know more of your truth, so that our lives are constantly being renewed. And we acknowledge, Father, we, 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 we need you. We need your word constantly changing us, renewing us, showing us your way, so that we can walk in them so that we can discern what is true and good and perfect will of God for us in our life. Bless your people, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, the Lord bless you. We'll see you again. Bye.